Thanks for listening to The Real Life Podcast. If you live in the Erie area, we invite you to join us in person on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or live on Facebook and YouTube by searching Real Life Assembly. Now, here's this week's message. So let's take just a couple of moments that we have remaining today and just put some emphasis on where we have been over these last couple of weeks. We've been talking about living a limitless life. So simply believing that God wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine, that God has a limitless life in store for us, but there's also work on our behalf of there are things that need to be limited or that we need to limit for God to do those big things in our life. You know, we recognize that limits are in our life more times than not to protect and to provide for us. And that's really their role and their job. But however, as we go through life, we experience people, sometimes it's words or situations and circumstances that put a spirit of limitation over our lives. And it stops us from embodying this big life that God has for us. I spoke to a couple of individuals this week as God's presence and his power just has has becoming more and more awakened and alive in their life. And, And I spoke to this individual who's really striving to live this limitless life. And for the most part, I would say, is hitting it out of the park. I mean, God is just doing some massive and big things in their life. But because of some hurtful things that have happened a long time ago in their past, it seems that when there is this moment of breakthrough, of experiencing this limitless life that God has made available to them, it's then that the lies of the enemy that bring up all of these past failures in this life, all of these past hurts from their past and seem to stop them from stepping in to that moment of breakthrough. Can anyone else relate to those moments? It seems like you're believing. It seems like your desire and your want is there. And just as you're about to step through that threshold for God to do those things in your life, that then you begin to hear the doubts of your past. You begin to hear the lies of the enemy that want to stop you from stepping into everything that God has wanted to make available to you in this life. Here's what this individual, as we spoke, she wrote it out for me this week. It says, I trust very few people, and I push back even the ones that I do trust. It's the route that God has been working towards removing. I know that I cannot fix this. Yes, I can change behaviors through prayer and practice, but changing belief. Not really believing the lie. I don't know how to do that. Maybe some of you are engaged with that already. This is where I need God to do another miracle in my life. To touch the place that seems untouchable to me. Who will I be when he has healed this completely? Someone stronger, bolder, more confident, more successful, able to encourage others and to withstand the lie. Can somebody say amen today? So I am praying now that the healing be completed and that one day I know that I will be holy and that I will be whole. Somebody say yes with me today in this place. 
You see, what I want us to discover as we walk through this series together is us asking ourselves or pushing through the moment, what is holding me back from living that limitless, that healed life that Christ has made available to us? And here's the key, just a couple of moments of thought for us this morning. You see, what I found out of stepping through, pushing through that threshold of receiving everything that God has made available to us through the power of Christ is this process of continued belief, continuing to believe. I think it's so easy for us to see the circumstances around us that will challenge us to believe. Or we begin to hear, the again, the, the lies of the enemy or the, the past kind of raising its ugly head as, as we want to step through that moment. And it stops us from believing and pushing through into everything that God has made available for us. I want to read from Mark chapter 9 a few verses this morning. And there are three powerful moments that that we read about in this passage that I, that I want you to take with you, not only today, but for those of you that are in groups, to be able to flesh this out more and to see how relative it is uh, to our lives this morning. Starting around verse 14, we recognize just prior, Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, it was a glorious, amazing moment. God the Father showed up. Some of the patriarchs of the faith were there. Jesus took some of his closest followers, and therefore, on a great amount of time, they were just embodied in the power and the presence of God on top of the mountain. But Jesus came back down, and this is what we read. When Jesus came back for the other disciples... He saw a large crowd that was around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. How many have ever come out of a great moment with God at church and then walked into some catastrophe, right, waiting for you at home, right? Jesus was just having this, I mean, amazing time with God and the followers. And when he comes back down, there are his disciples in this debate and match with the teachers of the law. As soon as all of the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and they ran to greet him. What are you arguing about, Jesus said. Now here's kind of a little side note. In trying to figure out what's going on, it wasn't his disciples or followers that gave him an update. It was a man from the crowd. A man in the crowd said, teacher, I brought you my son who was possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. Here's what I want you to hear this morning. I ask your disciples to drive out this spirit, but they could not. And Jesus looks at these remaining disciples that he had come back to be with. And he says this to them. You unbelieving generation. Here's the first thing that I want you to see. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Might not sound like the Jesus you're used to hearing from, right? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. And when the spirit that was in this boy, this demonic presence, saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or into the water, attempting to kill him. And here's the second thing that I want you to hear. And the father said, but if you can do anything, 
take pity on us and help us. And immediately Jesus responded, if I can, Jesus said, everything is possible to those that believe. Somebody say amen with me today. Everything is possible. Immediately, the boy's father explained, and here's the third thing that I want you to hear with me today. The father replied, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Hmm. What direction do we have in these three powerful moments that happen in the situation and the circumstances? Let me just kind of flesh them out quickly with you this morning. First of all, I want you to understand for those of us that are believers this morning that Jesus rebukes his followers for their lack of belief. You see, when we think about these limitless things that God has available for us, we are so often having this ability to believe the lies of the enemy versus the truth of God. And listen, God's not looking to just kind of bypass that. God is going to rebuke that. You unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long am I going to put up with you? I think a couple of years ago, we would have said, that's straight fire, right? That's words that they used to use a couple of years ago. I think, I don't know if they still use that or not. That's straight fire. I mean, those disciples, I'm sure, like took a step back, like, whoa, like Jesus is bringing it today, right? In fact, in light of John 14, this is what Jesus said to his followers and still says to you and I today. Very truly, I tell you that whoever, say that word with me, I think it's on the screen. Whoever what? Believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to leave and I'm going to empower you with the Spirit For that your belief will help others to know that there is a God in heaven that heals, that delivers, that fulfills, that is faithful. And Jesus rebuked his followers to say, how long am I going to have to be around until you get this? Do you think Jesus is talking to anybody here at Real Life today? For those that believe, we have the power of heaven to see these same things happen. You see, if you and I are one of the faithful, then we must believe, but we must also act in the miraculous as well. See, Jesus was questioning his disciples, listen, I've been with you long enough. I've empowered you long enough. The situation that I walked into, I should not have had to walk into. I think it begs the question a little bit of the story, why couldn't the disciples deliver this boy from this evil spirit? Well, They asked Jesus the same question as well. Just a a few verses down, after the crowd was dispersed, they went indoors, and the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we drive that spirit out? And the response that Jesus had was, this kind can only come out by prayer. In some translations, add fasting. That it is only through prayer and fasting. I want to give you this truth this morning as we look into God's word. And, and, and really what I believe is behind this. You see, it's not a matter of procedure, I believe. It's a mandate to our preparedness. You see, what the disciples were after, how did this not happen? Why could we not 
do this. I think we are apt to believe that there is some procedural thing that we need to follow as the people of God to be able to act out in the miraculous. And I can get that assumption, but I don't think that was the point that Jesus was bringing to his disciples in that moment. You see, we could think, was Jesus saying that there are certain type of demonic forces that respond differently? Some that we can just speak to, some that we just have to pray about and, and, and see that deliverance. Some that there are those that we have to pray and fast about. Listen, that, that, that may be true, but I don't think that's the point of what Jesus was expressing to his disciples in that moment. You see, it could have been that while Jesus was away up on the Mount of Transfiguration that the disciples decided to take it easy. How many know kind of the old adage, when the cat's away... Mice will play. I mean, most of us probably aren't as productive at work when the boss is on vacation. Hello? You don't have to admit to that. Although I'm looking at my staff right now, all right? I mean, there's something kind of human within us that, that, that when the boss is away, we tend to, to take it easy. And Jesus was wondering, like, how much longer do I have to stay here? I've given you all of the tools. I've given the power. I've, I've empowered you in your belief that not only the things that I'm doing, but even greater things that you are going to be able to do. Maybe the disciples called it in, took a sick day. Well, I'm here to tell those of you that are believers in the house today, the enemy does not take sick days. You see, that's why that, that whether we're at our highest or whether we are at our lowest, that he is always at work. Wanting to bring more doubt, wanting to bring more devastation into your life, wanting to breathe the lies of the That's why when we get to that moment of breakthrough, that pushing through, that that's when more times than not we begin to hear all of the doubt and the lies and the struggles of saying, who are you? Who do you think you are? This isn't for you. And our breakthrough moment oftentimes backs up. And Jesus didn't revel in that with his disciples. He rebuked them. You see, the scary thought in all of this is that that boy could have still been demon-possessed had Jesus not showed up that day. How tragic. But can we just step aside from that moment and wonder what were the moments that God was making available for you and I today as believers that we did not step through the threshold. How many people are still in need of their healing, of their deliverance? How many people are still in need of the encouragement or the words that God was speaking to you and I about but we allowed situations or circumstances, our own fears and doubts or the lies of the enemy not just doing something in us, but allowing the power of God, hear me today, church, move through us to bring amazing healing to those that we come in contact with. You see, I want to empower you. I think in those same words, Jesus is saying, how much longer are you going to hold back? Today is a day of breakthrough. Somebody say amen with me today. Today is a day for you and I to believe greater things that God can empower me through the power of the Spirit. Listen, God's not going to leave us off the hook. God's not going to pat us on the head. What did Jesus do to his followers? He rebuked them for missing the moment. 
Ephesians 4, 1 says, as a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. And I want to challenge you, this church, those of you that are watching online with me this morning, that God did not save you to keep you safe. God saved you to make you dangerous. Hello? To take the tools of the kingdom and to believe for the breakthrough moments. How many people have we missed an opportunity of seeing deliverance happen in their life because maybe we took a sick day. Maybe we called it in that day. Listen, God's not happy about that. God wants to speak truth into our lives this morning, to live a limitless life. You see, I believe Jesus took them to task because they weren't prepared for this encounter with the enemy or not knowing that there was the empowerment that the Spirit of God could bring into their life. This is why I believe the lie of the enemy is so defeating. Not that he is so powerful. Can we just kind of clear that up today? I know he's strong, but can I tell you, our God is greater, amen? That he is no match. He is no match for the power of God over our lives today. It's not that the enemy is so powerful. It is at times that we are so unprepared. Jesus said, how much longer? (laughs) How many more times do I have to tell you that greater things are available to those who believe. Paul said, I urge those of you who are believers to live a life worthy of the calling. Listen, it's not just a matter of you following the rules. It's a matter of you and I stepping out in the spirit and believing for the miraculous to have faith that with God everything is possible. The disciples were figuring, hey, maybe this could be just one of those in the moment kind of prayers. Like, God, I hope that you show up But what Jesus was challenging them with was a lifestyle of faith that instantly would have sparked within them that that demon was going to be removed from that boy's life and they felt it in every fiber of their being. You see, it's a matter of continued belief. You see, when things are going well, yeah, it's easy to believe, but what about when times are difficult? What is God challenging us that we continue to believe Some of you that are maybe football players or soccer players, uh, I've used some of this little illustration before and and help just to to help you to understand the idea of preparedness. If you play football and you're a, a wide receiver, you're used to like running fast, right? Getting down the field so the quarterback can throw you the ball. But you have a defender. There's always a defensive guy on you. You are running forward. He is running backwards, right? I mean, just kind of simple understanding. How many believe that usually the guy running forward should be able to run faster than the guy running backwards? Am I right? Most of the time, that should be true. And I remember from a coaching perspective that if we were a defensive player, that if you waited for that offensive guy to be running at you, here was the line that they said, and I think that you'll get it. If he's with you, he's by you. You see what I mean? Like if I am waiting to run backwards while he has already started to run forward past me, how many know it's going to be way tougher to catch up? So if he's with me, I realize by the time I start engaging, he's already gone. 
My preparedness can't wait for the moment for him to be with me. I need to be prepared before the situation or circumstance comes at me. I've told you in my biking adventures that if we bike and we're not fueling while we're biking, if you stop eating while we're out on 25, 35, 45, 55 mile rides, and, and then you get to the point where, man, I am hungry, I am famished. If you wait until that moment, it's over. Your body starts to cramp up, your energy is gone. We call it in that uh, sport realm bonking. It's too late. Your body cannot recover. You have not prepared. See, part of the reason why we come to church today is not to listen to the band, not just to hear what kind of words Pastor Jim is going to bring out today. You are here to encounter the power and the presence of God. You are here to be prepared for what is going to come this week. And listen, If you are coming in hoping that Joss and the band or Pastor Jim somehow just throws out some kind of word and and you're going to bite on it for today and hopefully that's going to be enough for you, let me tell you, the enemy's already by you and it's going to be over for you this week. But if we come in ready and prepared and hungry and now we are being fed and encouraged that we are ready for whatever comes our way, that anything is possible. Whether the devil shows up, whether the sick show up, whether the challenge show up, we as the church of God are going to be ready to do everything that God has made available for us that believe. You see, second of all, God rebukes the Father. He says, Jesus, if you can, if you can heal my boy, Would you do this? Come on, let's be honest. How many have asked the same question? How many have been in a situation where it just seems so big, so overwhelming? We just wonder, man, I don't even know if God could fix this. Come on, am I the only one? This hurt, this pain, I don't even know if God could heal this. Listen, I want you to know that as a believer, you're not going to get away with that. Because Jesus rebuked the Father, too. He not only rebuked the followers, but he rebuked the Father. Jesus said, wait a minute, what do you mean, if I can? (laughs) Do you not know who I am? Do you not know who I am? And I want to remind you in this house today, when Jesus said he followed up with Christ, with me, everything is possible. Listen, I know there are moments that we are going to face where it's, it's really out of our, our finite, out of our humanity. I don't, I don't know that we truly believe that God cannot do that, but, but we just speak out of being so focused-minded here on earth that we wonder, man, I don't even know if, if God could fix this. Let me tell you, God can fix anything. He's the God of the miraculous. He's the God of the victory. He's the God on the mountain, and he is the God in the valley as well. If you can, Jesus said, we can read that with a little bit of shade. Hello? I mean, Jesus is eyeballing this guy. Hold on, can you say that again? I know we don't often read Jesus this way. We often read him in the King James, right? What dost thou sayest thou to me? Right? Jesus saying, hold on, man. What are you saying? 
You don't think that I can heal him? You don't think I can deliver this demonic presence over this boy? Everything is possible to the one who, say it with me, believes. And immediately the boy explained, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Listen, that's the third thing. I'm going to finish with this, Josh. You can come and help me. You see, because I think that is another poignant part for those of us in this house today. I think there are situations and circumstances that come our way. It may be not be a matter that we don't believe, but I think sometimes the lies of the enemy seem more powerful than the miraculous of the God in which we serve. That the hurts and the pains of our past have wounded us and scarred us so deeply that there are moments where it seems as it, it is impossible that that victory can be ours. There are some darkened evenings that seem so dark that we may never see the light of day again. Listen, I think this father was not necessarily being filled with disbelief or disrespect. I think he was just being honest. And I get that, and I think you get it too. I do believe, but help my unbelief. I love the humanity of Scripture, that it's all just not so antiseptic. It's not so out there that, like, does it, does it speak to my need? Does it speak to the moment where I find myself struggling? No, it absolutely does. And it does here, I think, in this passage. And here's what you need to know this morning. You see, it's a challenge to our faith. I think the father came to this moment. He had been possessed by this evil spirit from the time that he was a child. And I'm sure that that father, I think we can all relate as dads, would have done anything to try to find relief for my son. Yes? For sure. But this father came to a moment to say, listen, I have tried and I have tried and I have tried and I can't do it. So I'll do the next best thing after all of these tries. I will take him to the followers of Jesus. <laughs> I'll bring him to the church. I'll bring him to the leaders. And guess what? They couldn't either. Their unpreparedness added weight to this father's agony. You see, all he saw were limits. I can't. The disciples can't. Nobody can. So let me speak to some of you that have gone through devastating moments in your life where you tend to only see the limits. You've tried. Others have tried. Your husband has tried. Your wife has tried. And still, still, I don't feel whole. I know you believe, but like this father, what you need today is the help, not only of this church family, but you need the help of God's word and the power of Christ in your life. Help my unbelief. You see, today is a day of breakthrough, I believe, with all of my heart for some of you. What I believe is in the reality of this father in this moment 
is that I do believe, but at times I gotta be honest. I find myself being blocked by the limits that have happened to me in this life. And I wanna send you home today understanding the power of the gospel is that everything is possible with Christ. And no matter what has been a disappointment to this moment, I want you to feel right now that God knows who you are, where you are. That letter that I read to you earlier this morning, there is an individual that says, listen, I get to that moment, it feels like I can't break through, but I know that God is going to give me the breakthrough. I know that God is going to deliver me. I know that one day I'm going to be bolder. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be prepared for everything that God has made available to me. I believe, but God, help my unbelief to know that you are with me and could do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or think. The contemporary English version puts it this way of the Father's response. I do have faith, Jesus, but please help me to have faith even more faith and that's what I want to encourage you this morning you see the reason why we had communion today is to know that there is no other power in this place other than the power of the risen Savior today there are no words that I can master or craft for you that will change your life the only thing that's going to change you and draw you is to know the living power and the presence of God Almighty through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior He not only saved you, but his desire is to heal you and empower you with his presence and his glory today. I want to pray this over you this morning. You see, I believe that some of you are on the edge of your breakthrough. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe it is your moment for some of you that are saying, I believe, but but Jesus, help me to have even more because I'm crossing the line today. I want to challenge us as a church that we are not coming to the house of God unprepared. Listen, we might sing and confess that we believe in the miraculous, but we've got to act in the miraculous. We've got to pray when people are coming in bound and discouraged and filled with doubt that there are people in this place that are going to raise a hallelujah that we are going to raise the banner of victory, that we are going to declare you may have come in one way, but you are leaving another way. Jesus is saying, how much longer do I have to keep giving you the word? I've given you my power. So I want you to hear me this morning as we pray. I know that the enemy will try to pull out all the stops because some of you are going to be willing to cry out, I do have faith, but but I want to have even more faith today. You see, I want to pray over you this morning that it's about having continued faith today. I'm going to challenge you, don't give up. You could be just one step away from God giving you the breakthrough of closing the mouth of the liar, of the accuser, and stepping into the victory, the full victory that God has available for each. Would you stand with me in this place today? I'm gonna sing a victory today, amen? I'm gonna shout a victory. I'm gonna read about a victory today. I'm gonna confess about a victory today. Those of you that are in life groups, maybe you'll be around those circles today. Listen, we're all in it together. 
But maybe tonight or this week when you're in group is a way to confess, you know what? I'm dropping it all behind me and I am running to the one that has done everything for me. Today I'm singing and I'm shouting and I'm raising a hallelujah that God has been faithful to me. Amen. So Father, I pray, Lord, over this church family today. Lord, I thank you for their engagement, involvement as we have, as we have put the focus on you today that we have come to have communion with you. So I pray this morning, God, and where our hearts have been and where our hearts now are encouraged, Lord, that we begin to act in the miraculous, that we take your word and to be able to be doers of your word this week, not just hearers only. Realizing that you, as a teacher, as a rabbi, that you're going to rebuke our lack of faith so that we are going to be exercising our faith knowing that everything is possible for those of us that believe. For those that have seen limits, I pray right now, God, that from this moment that they are going to see nothing but a breakthrough. Nothing but the divine healing of the power of Christ over their life. God, let there be more testimonies that I can read next week. More emails that will flood my box this week to say, Pastor Jim, it was a week of breakthrough for me. I was struggling to believe, and I asked God, help me to believe even more that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart have been pleasing in the sight of God, that he has been my rock and that he has been my righteousness today. So God, I pray on this house of believers this morning that we rise and believe, amen, that we rise and believe.